Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another edition of Real Sports Talk by Raj Kalia. It is November 7th, 7th, <laughs> Monday. Hope you all had a good weekend. I know it's been some time since we last spoke. Really didn't get to dive into week 8 at all, but that's okay because things are getting interesting and pretty competitive and uh, a lot going on, obviously, football season as well as basketball, you know early in the season, so uh, it's been quite an interesting time, no doubt, so I hope you all been staying well, staying up top of your things, doing well, and as always, thank you for listening in to you whenever you can. So yeah, let's get right to it, uh, week 9 concludes with the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New Orleans Saints in the big Superdome tonight, uh, it's a big game for the Saints, most of the Ravens, I think, because the Ravens will be without Mark Andrews. Uh, Rashad Bateman, unfortunately, uh, is out for the season with the foot. Um, so, yeah, it's a big game. Um, big test for the Saints defense, you know. Um, and question is, you know, they're going to see a whole... They're going to see a whole lot of Lamar Jackson, most likely, today, uh, tonight, because of, like I said, the weapons and things that aren't there right now. Um, it's going to be a challenge for that Saints defense, but it seems like for the Saints, this is a bigger game because look at where they are in the standings and their season kind of slipping away. They really need one uh, big time, uh, you know, if they are expected to make any type of noise in the NFC South or the, or the conference itself. So we'll see how that goes tonight, but expect a lot of Lamar Jackson, obviously, and how well can he win on third down against the Saints defense would be a big telling point in this game, as well as Saints offense against the Ravens defense that has significantly improved, um, you know, we'll be able to make explosive plays against the Saints, against the Ravens defense, and be able to make some things happen in that aspect, so... Pretty fascinating game tonight, and it could be a close game potentially. Um, so you have that going on. Uh, but before I kind of dive into what we did see in Week Nine, uh, just want to get into a little bit of NBA and just talk about things that have been transpiring so far in the NBA season. Obviously, it's pretty well noted that obviously there's been a lot of struggles so far uh, from some of the teams early on. Uh, no doubt the Lakers have off, off to a pretty bad start and, you know, the signs are more and more looking troubling with the Lakers. If they can't turn this around, a lot of things could be done really before the NBA trade deadline. Golden State has looked kind of on and off. Good at times, sometimes they've looked really poor defensively. Um, but, you know, something to be said. And, you know, I mean, they are the defending champions and so... Maybe they need more time, obviously, to get it going. Um, but no doubt, they have been a little bit of shocking. The Cavaliers have been a surprise. I mean, eight and one start. Um, I mean, Mitchell obviously is doing his thing right now, but we'll see if Cleveland's success does kind of hold over and continue because it will get more competitive. Um, looking across the rest of the conference in the NBA right now, it's pretty interesting. The Bucks are off to a decent start. The Heat are right there. Um, the Nets obviously are the team that right now you kind of wonder what they're going to be, you know, because 
they have a lot going on. They have a lot going on, and Kevin Durant obviously has had to really. Uh, he's had some, you know, performances lately to really help the team and get them a win board. But uh, Nets are really in for a, a long season. If they can get more from Ben Simmons and more from their supporting cast, um, because you know, as great as Kevin Durant and Kyrie are, and even if they do end up getting, you know, dropping a lot of points all the time, you know, that much usage, that much time, uh, or sorry, that much energy. I mean, it's going to get, get them to the regular season. But both seasons, it's a different start altogether. So I think that they have a lot of work to do. But still, we're still early into the NBA season. And there's a whole lot to be kind of figured out and talked about. But you're already seeing some things kind of, you know, some of these young talent play well. You're seeing some of these teams um, start to play at their pace. Um, and, you know, we uh, still question obviously just how do they progress and how do they look ahead of these you know prime time games that will be taking place later in the season so there's that um so yeah let's get to week nine and what we saw transpire uh a few upsets a couple of close games um i think the game that i kind of want to start off with right off the bat is the bucks and rams game which was not really a uh Pretty, you know, uh, pretty contest. It was not the type of match we expected from both teams. But then again, both teams were struggling uh, a little bit coming to this game, or pretty much all season long. Um, and it was a strange game. It seemed like the Rams had it in the bag, and then Tom Brady did what Tom Brady usually does: with less than a minute or so in the game, driving the team down to. Uh, the end zone and getting a touchdown, which was a really uh, kind of like a revenge game kind of for the Bucks because of what happened last year, how they lost at the buzzer. So this was kind of the same type of game where, you know, the Buccaneers defense, who got, who got a little bit healthier this week with, I think, uh, you know, Carlton Davis returning and I think Hicks back in the defense. Uh, they kept this game uh, close all the way around for the Bucks offense that struggled. They struggled, obviously, once again to convert in the end zone and converting touchdowns, pretty much. But they got that one touchdown that they that they needed at the very end. And obviously, Brady made history with obviously 100,000 passing yards and other records along the way. Um, but this is a game which the Rams just really struggled to have any balance whatsoever. Um, and, you know... Uh, things could have been a lot better. Could have been a lot better um, for the Rams. I mean, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cobb obviously did play, but the Rams just failed to make any big plays. They didn't have the consistency, the, the overall plays that they needed to have in order to put this game away. You know, they came up short as well a few times. Um, they, they could have gotten more points, and it was just not the type of performance you expect from the Rams. They definitely have struggled have had that Super Bowl hangover quite a bit because they just cannot seem to get big plays on defense at times. No matter how great Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey are, if you don't get that elite play at times from your linebackers or in the middle of the field, you're going to end up losing. And that's kind of what happened to the to the Rams, you know, in this game. that They just kind of let this one slip away because they uh, weren't able to, you know, 
they did everything right until the very last drive where they just were out of sorts a little bit in the middle of the field and you just saw Brady just kind of put together a drive that because no matter what it was it felt like the Bucks season was on the line no doubt and they got a big win to remain you know, at the top of their division for the, for the time being and so I felt like the Bucks didn't win this game they would be in huge trouble and they kind of avoid that a little bit now. So uh, it's one of those things where you just wonder, you know, for the Rams, like, where do they go from here? Because, you know, you have Seattle and the 49ers ahead of you, the Cardinals, and you are very close in the records-wise. So, you know, can the Rams find a way to turn it, turn it back around and still be a good team? Um, can they find some kind of way to make it back uh, into the conversation uh, because the way it's looking based on their schedule that they do have uh, they're in for a tough ride and they could end up missing the playoffs if they don't turn it around soon enough let's now talk about the Packers the Packers were in the same boat as the Buccaneers as well, a team that needed a victory. Now the Bucks got the victory, but the Packers once again fall and they lose their fifth straight game in a row uh, with a shocking loss to the Detroit Lions at Ford Field. Um, it was a really bad day for the Packers offense. Uh, no better way to put that. I mean, Things that Aaron Rodgers, obviously, we are not accustomed to seeing do happen in this game. There were a lot of opportunities for the Packers to come with big points. And they end up, Rodgers ended up having a couple of interceptions along with one more. Um, and you just did not see... Um, Anyone believe in their matchups? Now, I think Romeo Dobbs was out and a couple of others, but the Packers just really struggled to get any type of balance going, offensive going. Couldn't convert when they had to convert at times. Um, they had multiple opportunities to win this game. And Detroit, some way, somehow, was able to kind of withstand all that and get a win. You know, things were a little bit wild towards the end of the game. Um, but... All beyond, the Packers just came out extremely flat. Now, I don't blame the defense necessarily for this loss. Um, it's just more on Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense that, yes, you know, you don't have those, you don't have that elite weapon, no doubt. And it's it's showing now a lot more, and it's been kind of showing that way a lot during this losing streak where they've had some tough games they've lost in close to games. Um, and then we look at the game against Detroit, a team that they've always been looked good against, a team that nobody picked probably to beat the Packers. And Packers just kind of just played down to that level, not good enough. The running game wasn't effective enough to the point to, to do anything. And, you know, they just could not score points. And that was the, the whole issue for the Packers was not being able to execute, not being able to hit on those plays, whether they were miscommunication, whether they were just not seeing things. It just was one of those games where Aaron Rodgers did not play well enough to win the game, despite, you know, being 
down one score, they just couldn't get it done. And so the Packers sit at three and six. And I think I did not see that coming. I thought they would be much better. Um, but they have struggled. You know, they have not been able to get off to a good start. The slow starts have affected them, no doubt. Um, and they're... Uh, you know, in their games, you know, they've fallen behind at times, right? They've tried to rally at times and then do things. And then uh, they just haven't been able to keep it up. I mean, this offensive line has struggled a little bit. And the young wide receivers that they do have are still obviously figuring ways to be effective and be on the field. Um, but all around, I mean, you just look at the performance. This is just more on the offense for the Packers not being able to deliver. And... Give the Lions credit. I mean, they obviously are a team that has played hard this season. They've had some really tough losses, and, and they finally got one victory over the Packers, which felt like a long time coming. And so, you know, it's just one of those things. You just kind of wonder for the Packers, where do they go from here? Because their schedule is not getting any easier, you know, coming up. I think they do play a couple of playoff teams uh, who are playoff teams projected right now in the standings <laughs> and so can they turn it around at home uh, next week I think, they, I think they play next week I believe um, but they are a really interesting spot because it seems that the Vikings are going to win this division no matter what um, and uh, Packers are really in a spot now where they really have to make a surge and need some help to get into the postseason at this point of the season. So they have that. Uh, what else did we see as an upset? The Jets pulled off the upset over the Buffalo Bills, 20-17. to Great victory for the New York Jets, Robert Sala, and that defense that really came to play. Obviously, there's a lot of criticism surrounding Zach Wilson and his team last week when they lost to the Patriots. They bounced back in a big way where Wilson put up some good numbers, you know, made some throws. Uh, didn't have that one strip sack fumble thing that happened, but other than that, Zach Wilson looked good. And yes, it's not been pretty for Zach Wilson, no doubt, in terms of like, yeah, if you want to stack him against other quarterbacks right now, I mean, yes, he's been a little bit off, but... Um, you know, he's only played through 18, 19 games so far in his, in his career. And so, there's obviously a graphic they were comparing Josh Allen's numbers with Zach Wilson's numbers. Not, and, you know, the key for Zach Wilson is that he, he needs to show some progress in some areas. And he did enough he did enough to keep his team, um, you know, keep his offense at least in positions to, you know, score. And they, especially, you know, with that game thing where, you know, they had a third down play and then they tried to, you know, you know, he obviously he made some smart, you know, he used his smart judgment a little better and but the defense really deserves a lot of credit for this victory just because of how they were able to neutralize Josh Allen, you know, in terms of just uh, making him not hit his spots as much. I mean, yes, he had success on the ground, uh, but they picked off Josh Allen twice. Um, they defended well, in the secondary, South Gardner obviously had one of those interceptions. The pass rush was really effective, and you know, making a uh, you know, strip, you know, being able to cause the fumble on Josh Allen um, towards the end. But you saw the Jets run the football extremely well. You saw Zach Wilson use his mobility as well on some key third down plays. 
uh, you saw James Robinson do some good things, and collectively they played a solid game. You know, they didn't get penalized too often either. Um, so all around they played a competitive game. They didn't let the Bills really push them around. The Bills obviously are an explosive team that can put up a lot of points, and the Jets played them relatively really well. And think about it, the Jets came back from behind to win this game. You know, they obviously were down by a number of points, and they came back. They came back. They were down, I think, down 14 to three or something along those lines, and they found a way to stay with it and play solid football. And so, a huge win for the Jets heading into their bye week. Um, and who knows if they can continue to find ways to win? They could find themselves in the conversation, possibly. Um, for a playoff spot in the next three to four weeks if things go well and they continue to compete well in this division, especially some of the games they'll have on the road um, in the, in, in coming up in a few weeks as well. You have that. Um, what else did we see on Sunday? Uh, the Bengals got a uh, bounce-back victory over the Carolina Panthers. A big day for Joe Mixon. Made a lot of history just for the Bengals with his performance of five touchdowns, I believe. Um, I mean, this was the kind of game that the Bengals needed to get right. They did so very well. Um, really just never give Carolina a chance in this game to compete. Uh, they kind of took away all those things early on, and Joe Burrow played well enough to make some plays, get the victory. Um, and Carolina obviously is in for a long season. Baker Mayfield did play in this game, um, but you just look at the Carolina Panthers, they're really at the point in the season where they're obviously going to be evaluating a lot, of, a lot of their talent, a lot of their, what they have on their roster, and uh, they have a lot of things to figure out at the quarterback position as well as their, as their skill set players as well. Chargers pulled out a pretty uh, interesting victory over the Atlanta Falcons. It was a close game. Uh, kind of a wacky sequence at the end with a double fumble play. Um, and the Falcons played pretty well enough to win this game, but they just could not make some stops here and there. You know, uh, Chargers obviously are banged up and didn't have some of their weapons available, but Herbert found a way, Staley found a way, and it was one of those games where the Chargers really had to kind of squeak out and just play their, play their style, which they did. And they ended up winning this game. Uh, and they are obviously the team that's closely behind the uh, the Chiefs in, in the AFC West. So, um, I mean, you look at the Chargers and the Falcons. They're two teams that definitely the Falcons have fared better than most people have expected this year. The Chargers are a team that you expect to continue to make uh, improvements along the season coming up, especially with some of the games they have on the schedule. So, we'll find out a lot because obviously the standings are so close. Um, some of these teams that are, um, you know, uh, in the standings and it's just really about, uh, you know, how, how do these teams kind of fare out going forward. So there's that thing there. Uh, what else did we see? I'm trying to run through some of the other things that we did see on Sunday. Uh, let's go to talking about the Vikings beating the Washington Commanders. The Vikings did struggle in this one early on. They were down, I think, by 10 points uh, before they got it going. Uh, Vikings, you look at their, their overall roster, they have so much firepower on offense, their defense as well. 
Uh, see, slow starts can do many one uh, get, get, get it going. Um, but uh, you just saw the Vikings once again just play good football in the second half mostly. Washington has played some com- pretty competitive close games. It's having to go over the top, and that was what kind of happened in this one, where, where the Vikings just really kind of started to click and get their things going offensively, um, and you know, took advantage of some some good things there on that Washington secondary. Uh, you had the Jacksonville Jaguars pick up the home victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. And once again, Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, another really surprising and tough loss. Um, and this is the third time or so this season where they've had a double-digit lead in a game. And then, then the second half comes and they can't sustain it. And that's exactly what happened again to the, to the um, Las Vegas Raiders. And obviously Devontae Adams um, expresses frustration once again after the game. Um, and Josh McDaniels, obviously, you just look at it, they were two and six, I think. They're two and six, and this was not what they expected, no doubt. They've lost a bunch of games that they could have been easily, you know, a better record, or at least, you know, four and three or three and five, but then now they're still at two and six or two and seven, I think, something along those lines. And they just look, uh, they just can't finish. And that's the problem with the, with the Raiders this season. They just can't finish these games the way they're supposed to finish these games. You know, they just aren't able to make some plays when they need to make it at the end. When the game, when the game gets tight, it just doesn't go well for the Raiders at all. They start to struggle and make some uncharacteristic mistakes, and that's what, exactly what happened. We played the Jacksonville and Travis Etienne, who had a nice big game. This is one of the classic cases of the Raiders just not being able to finish. And that's hurt them this year, no doubt. Some of their games at home this season and away. And so their chances of making any run at the postseason are very, very bleak. They would need a lot of help to get in. And right now, things don't look good. They need better uh, they need a better pass rush. They need a better makeover on the offensive line as well. They need something to change in terms of the philosophy that they're playing, right? The way that they are starting these games out. Something's got to change, and McDaniels got to figure it out pretty quick because that was a game that was winnable yesterday, and they just did not make plays at times. They did not convert a certain number of plays that they had to, and they ended up losing a game that they could have they could have won and at least you know got back on track a little bit. Um, on their season, but they didn't get to do that effectively as well, and we saw how those things kind of transpired um, out on the football field. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks continue to win. Um, you know, the Seattle Seahawks continue to win. Um, you know, uh, by being the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, at Arizona, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting game. It was close early on. Um, but Geno Smith continued to play well, and he stepped up after throwing an uh, interception. Um, you know, he played well, so they kind of Walker once again. Uh, the Cardinals just m- missed some throws. There was a little bit of execution. They did not able to get going on. I mean, they... 
they were able to play well to some extent, but they could not stop Seattle's run, rushing attack. And, you know, there was a lot of opportunities for the Cards to get off the field on third down, a couple of plays, but Seattle just really ran the ball well. They took advantage of some opportunities. And the Cardinals, like I said, they, they, they didn't get those breaks that they needed. They, they missed some throws. There were some key drives that they turned the ball over a little bit. And um, the Cardinals also are in a spot right now, also in their season, where, like, it's getting away from them. And DeAndre Hopkins definitely has come back and helped them in some aspects. But collectively, the Kingsbury and the Cardinals team, they're not playing clean football. They're not executing and firing in key moments when the game is, like, you know, within reach and not executing on those particular plays. And that's exactly what happened yesterday was the game was within reach and they just could not get the stuff they needed. They could not get the conversions that they needed at the opportune time. And that's kind of why they ended up losing uh, to Seattle yesterday. Uh, the Bears and Dolphins had a pretty competitive game, but the Miami Dolphins were able to pull it out at the end. Justin Fields played well. Tua played well. Um, there were just a couple of plays that uh, weren't able to be made at the end. Um, but you saw, obviously, both teams put a lot of effort in and play extremely well. Um, and, you know, the, the, st- the styles, obviously, were close. It was a pretty competitive game that went back and forth for a little bit. But Miami was able to kind of get some stops at the end and, get some, and be able to put the game away with their, their, their talent. And Miami uh, has definitely looked better, and uh, they remain obviously right there in the AFC East with the Jets and the Bills uh, near the top. Patriots uh, beat the Colts pretty easily. Obviously, no Jonathan Taylor, quarterback Sam Bellinger. I mean, it was a pretty much an easy game for the New England Patriots. Kind of had their style, had their way with their defense. The Patriots ended up winning that game. Um, what else did we see? Obviously, there were a few teams on the bye week. Uh, the Eagles obviously continue to be at the top with another win this week um, because the Texans, which was a pretty easy game for them. Uh, what else did we see other than that? I think I covered most of it. Obviously, look at the night game that took place yesterday between the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both teams. It was a definitely a competitive game, uh, kind of like a heavy style fight kind of game where, you know, a great start for the Chiefs, but then the Titans adjusted defensively and were able to limit a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, uh, and then the Titans were able to take advantage of some situations with Derrick Henry ran the ball effectively. Um, Malik Willis as well ran the ball effectively, and they jumped out to a. Uh, 17th and 9th lead at some point uh, with their defense and with the Chiefs just not being able to get anything going as well. There were a couple of penalties. You know, Travis Kelsey was obviously bracketed and covered a lot um, in the games and it was a struggle. It was a struggle, no doubt, for um, the Chiefs early on, but then Patrick Mahomes happened. His magic happened where he obviously scrambled on a long third down play, which got them going. Um, and then they were able to um, take advantage of those, you know, like once they got that, once Mahomes got a couple of those big runs going, then they were able to, you know, put, put, that, put that together for a touchdown. They, they, 
put that together for a touchdown. Um, and then, you know, Malik Willis wasn't able to effectively throw the football as well. So, uh, we just saw, uh, a, you know, an effort in which the Chiefs' defense got pressure. They were able to make some impact plays and really turn the game in their favor. And, you know, they were down for a while, but uh, Tennessee really did a great job with Mike Rabel's defense. They did an extremely great job of being able to contain and limit the Chiefs. But once they got going, once they got more opportunities and cracks at it, they took advantage and were able to put together the win there and uh, they remain at the top. Uh, so Tennessee, despite the loss, will still be a favorite in the AFC South. Um, so, but the Chiefs and Mahomes had one of those games in which he needed to use his mobility and it was excuse me, really uh, effective, especially against Tennessee's defense and the coverage and the blisters they were showing him. Uh, so a big home win, home win for the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. So you have that. Um, so I may have missed a few other games, but uh, we're getting into a really great part of the season where it's going to be pretty competitive uh, next weeks or so, and uh, going to see a lot of things kind of transpire and change in these standings in both NFC and AFC. So it'll be fun to kind of navigate that that and see how how which teams end up which seed and where, and you know what key games will be coming up that will really be uh, go a long way in deciding some of these playoff spots um, when we hit hit that week thirteen, week fourteen mark.